We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind on My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady. And Martin Paloma. Welcome into another edition of Mind on My Money presented by Pinnacle. I'm Neil McCready. Martin Paloma with me here today. As always on this Thursday morning, it's August the 17th. Hope you're having a great week as we get closer and closer into the football season. School year has begun. Hope that uh, if you are someone with school age kids, hopefully they're off to a great start. Wherever they are attending school, hope they have a safe and uh, awesome school year. Uh, we'll get to Martin in just a minute. Tell you about Pinnacle. First, I'm going to tell you real quick that I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. It's really that simple. Here you get your quote. Chop it around if you'd like. You can do what I've done, which is hop into a Clark Ford. You'll love the product. You'll love the service. Uh, Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. And Martin, like I said, before we get rolling today, tell the people what's going on at Pinnacle and how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, man. Um, Man, we are, uh, like I've said last show, school time kind of brings in uh, normalcy again for us or predictability, I guess I should say. Uh, Normalcy is probably you know, uh, not the right verbiage, but, um, man, we're kind of back in the swing of things. Um, we've got most of August and September is kind of booked out for, um, you know, seeing our clients and, um, which is a good time of year to check in anyway. Um, you know, the summer months were actually really good this summer, um, for markets. August has been, uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit of a, of of a reversal, but, um, but you know, for, for most folks, uh, portfolios are up this year, you know, still a lot of them not back to where they were, uh, last year. That's more of a, that's more of a byproduct of most people's bond holdings, which we did a really good job of managing the bond, uh, losses last year. So a lot of our clients are in 
are in really great shape, um, you know, from that regard. But anyway, you know, we're kind of reviewing, looking through the plan, making sure, you know, nothing's changed or if things have changed that we're updating it. Um, you know, and that's, uh, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the, it sounds really plain Jane vanilla and boring, but that is the secret to success is making sure that, uh, you're on track and staying on track. And if for whatever reason, you know, we have a blowout, uh, that we pull the car over on the side of the road, repair the tire and, and get back on the road and, and keep rocking and rolling. So, um, you know, for folks that, uh, that are listening, if, you know, for, for people that either are doing it on their own or, or, uh, you know, or don't or have someone that they don't really jive with, you know, we'd love the opportunity to talk. Uh, you know, a lot of times people end up in situations where we may have a listener today that's saying, you know, uh, well, one day I might have, you know, uh, some needs to talk about, but man, it happens where, you know, either people leave a job and they've got a 401k that's left at the old employer they need to roll over. Uh, sometimes people, you know, get an inheritance. Um, I haven't had anyone call me yet about the lottery. Uh, I believe we did. We did have some winners, uh, in the yeah. lottery, correct? Yeah. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, our listeners who are out there, know, I had, I had gone ahead and spent uh, a good bit of the 470 million anticipating that I would win. And and I had to send some things back. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, um, that happens that way when you spend, when you spend it, uh, before you earn it. So, God. but you know, there's, there's always next time, right? Those six hours that I owned four Porsches was awesome. I, I'm just going to tell you, it was so cool. Have them it was four Porsches, uh, man. Yeah, I just went ahead and bought them. I just, they looked good. Cool, cool, cool. I'm sure that they all won't charge you a huge restocking fee when, they, <laughs> they did. when you send them back. They didn't. I just, you know, I bought different ones, different colors just to celebrate yeah. teams. Celebrate, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, so if, if any of our listeners right. did win the lottery, uh, you know, certainly give us a call, uh, 601-957-0323. Uh, or email us uh, info at mypinnwealth.com. We'll set you up. All right, let's get into a few things. We don't have a ton of time today because uh, I've got sure. I've got to cover football. You've got a, a luncheon to attend. Um, yes. This is from the Wall Street Journal. It says the bond blowout. You mentioned blowouts a minute ago. The bond blowout isn't over just yet. Ten-year Treasury yields are up again after settling at their highest level since 2008. An ascent that is raising concern on Wall Street about the potential fallout for stocks. The 30-year yield is also on the rise. Yields have been driven up mostly by the strength of the U.S. economy and the prospect of inflation remaining stubbornly high. The latest reading, the Labor Department this morning reported 239,000 initial jobless claims last week, just below economist expectations. Retail giant Walmart said sales grew in its latest quarter. Stocks were in the red following two days of losses spurred in part by higher yields. The S&P 500 and Dow Industrials were modestly lower while the NASDAQ composite was off about 0.5%. Bunch of numbers, bunch of words to people like me. Um, what does that mean to you? <laughs> um, you know, anytime there's a little bit of uncertainty, or let me back up. So stocks, the market really does the best you know and we've said this before on the show but for our listeners that may have not heard it or may have forgotten it the markets do best when there is certainty and when there's a little bit of uncertainty you know it's it's harder to for analysts 
to kind of value, hey, what do we think the stock is going to be? Because all stocks are forward looking. So what do we think the stock is going to be worth in three years, in five years? You know, and a lot of the run up this year has not been so much based on earnings. It's been a willingness of people to pay more, um, you know, for that stock um, in hopes that the future value, um, you know, will continue to to grow. So anytime there's any changes, especially in interest rates, because the math behind, you know, what's a stock's value, uh, a, a big piece of the component is, uh, you know, interest rates and what is the what they call the risk free rate, uh, you know, of return. And as those uh, as that number goes up, um, you know, it becomes uh, a little bit more of a math equation. And for growth stocks, it depends so much on financing to you know, fund growth, to build new things, to fund research, um, the more expensive financing gets, then, um, you know, then the less earnings or potential earnings that they're going to have down the road. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me with, with yields going up, you know, a little bit that there's been a little bit of, of hesitation, um, or a little bit of pullbacks in stocks. And then also, you know, sometimes you just have people making decisions saying, Hey, if I can get a treasury, you know, that's paying me, uh, you know, like right now, the the short-term treasury is paying almost five and a half percent. If I can get a treasury paying me five and a half percent, and I think my long-term return on this stock is going to be, you know, maybe seven, maybe eight. And I'm willing to take the risk off of the table and de-risk my portfolio and earn five and a half percent. People just make the decision to, you know, to let go of some of their riskier investments to hold on to, uh, you know, more uh, stable or risk-free uh, or less risky investments. I mean, risk-free in the case of, uh, you know, the the U.S. Treasuries. And there is that inflection point that starts happening. And, you know, one of the things that we encourage our clients to do, we have been overweight stocks, um, you know, for, gosh, since 2009, uh, because you couldn't make any money in bonds. And so we just, and we generally had more money in stocks. Well, now, like we even have made the decisions of, hey, we're putting more bonds in the portfolio just because uh, we, you look at a blended return that has a, a really good ballast number from the bonds, which you didn't have previously, you know, bond interest rates were like one or 2%. Now, you know, corporates are in the, you know, uh, six, six and a half percent. Like that's a really good jumping off point. So it's like you don't need as much risk on the stock side of the portfolio to get the same blended return in the end. So, you know, you see some people de-risking the portfolio. Um, and then when interest rates move, you know, the institutional traders a lot of times will trade out of, you know, of of stocks that uh they say, hey, we think we've, you know, we've uh we've we've run the runway on this stock and they'll wait for it to go back down a little bit and they'll buy back in. And it's just kind of a that's how traders, you know, make money and trade. But like individuals like me and you don't need to be trading our, our portfolios. We need to have a good strategy and we stick to it. Now we do tactically trade in the portfolio, but that's only when there are really obvious dislocations that we're going to completely take advantage of a situation. Otherwise, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know anyone who's done it you privately, but name me someone who 
or actually I give you two things. One, name me someone who's been successful in trading their own portfolio. And two, they have to have a happy life also because you can't have both. Those guys who are married to their computers, they have no quality of life. No. They go on vacation, they stare at their phones and yeah. then they're pissed when things move and they yell at their kids, they yell at their wife. Like, I know people, I know people in my field. This is a, I mean, it is a trap, man. And like, it's, it's, I won't go off on this because we're, we're talking about money, but you're right about life okay. and computers and stuff. I know people in my field who, multiple people who uh, get paid by the click and they're always aggregating from other news sources and repurposing and sending it out, sending it out, sending it out. And you have to put it on social media and they're just, they're always looking at it and they, they never leave their computers. And you're like, man, and I'll get people that'll come to me and go, you guys don't have as much recruiting coverage as blow, blow and blow, blow and blow, blow. And I'm like, yeah, but they don't stop. You don't understand. I, I mean, I'm admitting it out loud. My quality of life means more to me. Yeah. hundred percent. Than that, because I'm never going to be on my deathbed if I'm fortunate enough to be in a position to where I'm an old person fading away, right? And I have my loved ones around me. I'm never going to think, boy, I really wish I had aggregated a few more recruiting stores. Um, you're, you're right. right. Well, there, and there are these people that that try to do their own portfolios and they, they watch the stock market and, and they, they spend the evening watching the overseas stock markets. And then the minute that the the, the bell rings in New York, they're, they're on that. And I'm like, okay, cool, but you're going to look up and, and you're going to have worked worked your life away. Yeah. Well, and what quality of, and quality of life, I agree with you. Quality of life to me is, is important. And I think for our clients, it's also important. And that's why we end up working with folks where folks have said, Hey, I am willing to allow someone to help me with this so that I can go focus on the things that bring me joy and happiness. And we're going to let Martin his beard turned gray and his hair turned gray, you know, worrying about, you know, the right, the right moves, the right trades for, for the money. And, you know, at the end, at the end of all of this, you're right. Uh, you know, I was actually saying this to one of my buddies the other day. I mean, I think I have a good friend group, but like if I died tomorrow, you know, my buddies might be, you know, teeing off on the 10th hole and they're going to be like, man, that's a, that's a damn shame about Martin. You know, he was a, he was a good dude. Well, watch this bomb, you know? And then it's like, they're on to the next. It's like, yeah. the only people that are going to be suffering from that are, you know, would be my, my kids and my wife. And I hope that if I got hit by the bus tomorrow, that my kids and wife would be like, you know what? We have a lot of great memories Yeah, because I do have work-life balance. For and, sure. And also another thing I'll tell on myself publicly, uh, I don't have the moderation switch. Like, I don't know how to, just stop at five or just stop at four thirty. So in order to not burn myself out, like I have to force, you know, force breaks into my calendar and travel and, and totally disconnect. And I think that I'm a better advisor, a better boss, a better, you know, business owner, partner, friend, husband, father, you know, because of that. And, you know, some people can do that moderation stuff. I just, I just don't have it. I, I struggle with it too. I struggle with putting, you know, God, when you manage a site that that has a message board. <laughs> yeah. It's always on 24 seven, right? It's on all the time. And so there's never a break from it. And you'll, you'll look up and six people have complained about a post and you're like, man, I went to bed, I'm, you know, and they're losing their mind. Yeah. 
you let that stay up. And it's like, well, it got posted at 1040, man. I went to bed at 930. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> okay. all right, another thing, and I, I'm going to be transparent about the sourcing. It's people. Yeah. People lose their minds. Did we did I did we wrap up everything? Did I answer all your questions on the yeah, you did on yeah. the bond thing? Okay. Yeah. I, and I just think that right now bonds are so attractive, especially municipal bonds. Here I'm giving away free free advice. I'm giving away the milk. I should probably keep this. You know, for our for folks who earn a good, you know, good living. I'm gonna say if you're, you know, if you're in the um, you know, making above the two hundred thousand a year tax bracket and you're investing, you know, outside of your IRA. Municipal bonds look really, really attractive right now because you don't pay federal income tax on municipal bond interest. And if you have a Mississippi one, you don't pay state income tax. So, um, you know, like let's say you have a four and a half percent Mississippi tax free bond. Um, and, you know, let's say your tax just for easy math, let's just say you're in a 50 percent tax bracket, federal and state, just for easy math. I would have to find you a nine percent bond to give you the same after-tax return at four and a half percent in the muni and that just doesn't exist so you know for for our listeners if you know if that kind of if i've described you and you look in your portfolio and you don't have any municipal bonds in there i would talk to my i would talk to your advisor and be like hey does this make sense for me and uh and let them have that conversation because they are they are getting pretty attractive right now all right next question all right uh clay comments Clay Travis, um, Outkick, uh, Total Disclosure. I know Clay. Clay knows me. Uh, follow, we follow uh, one another. On, I guess I follow him on Twitter. I don't know that he follows me or not. I doubt he, I doubt he does. Um, he has a tweet earlier this morning on Thursday morning. It says, mortgage rates just hit a 22-year high. Um, he has some political commentary in there. But he says, the rate on 30-year mortgages ticked up. Actually, this is not him talking. This is someone else talking. This is... Uh, Axios. Okay. Yeah. The the rate on 30-year mortgages ticked up to 7.16% this week, back to the high last reached in October. Yeah. Before that, you'd have to go back to 2001 to find mortgage rates this high. Axios is yep. Emily Peck writes. Um, Clay writes on Twitter, or X, whichever we call it, the housing market is a total mess. <laughs> Many people have mortgages at 2 to 3% and will never move because of it, which means supply yeah. is curtailed because people won't move and prices are remaining high for the limited housing inventory. If you missed the 2 to 3% window, your eventual home will cost you hundreds of thousands more over the life of your loan. And if, for instance, you locked in a great rate but are starting a family or adding kids, you probably can't afford to add space and move to a new place. I mean, there will be people who will push back because it's Clay Travis. We're, we live in we live in polarized times now. You know, you either you either think Donald Trump is evil or you think Donald Trump is the savior. You are the same way about Joe Biden. This is where we've gone in this polarizing world that we live in, where I think it's by design that they they do this to us. Um think there's we all have more in common than we think we do i think we're there's more common ground than we think there is but we are being conditioned to not find the common ground that said um what clay's writing here resonates with me um 
I'm one of those that got in a little over 3% probably on a refi yep. years ago. Um, we're two years away from having an empty house. Uh, I make no bones about the fact that my contract has three to four years tops left on it. I don't know whether rivals will want to renew it or not. I don't know. It's conceivable that in a common sense world, we would either look to relocate or we would downsize or we would do something different in two to four years. If yeah. the rates stay where they are, we can't afford it. We, I mean, you'd, yeah. you'd lose all your equity that you built up over the years in the interest rates. Um, and then more importantly, I think for young people, they're now forced to rent for longer periods of time, which is look, renting for a little while is fine. But I mean, if you're renting year over year, over year, over year, you're, you're, you're lighting money on fire. You're, you're, yeah. you're not, you're not acquiring anything in, in, in exchange for your, your money. Um, yeah, except for flexibility. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, if, if you rent for six months because your house is, is being constructed or you're doing something, whatever, fine. I mean, six months isn't impacting anything. But if you're renting for six years, 10 years, yeah. 15 years, yeah, you have flexibility, but you don't have equity. Um, the American dream, in many ways, it's not this simple, but it's to be able to buy a home, to own your home. If that disappears because of economics and foreign entities coming in, foreign conglomerates coming in and buying up neighborhoods of new construction and turning them into rental properties. Those are issues for young people that are maybe in their early twenties right now that are looking at, at starting their careers and, and getting, you know, getting rolling in, in life a little bit. I, I think that's a, that's a concern. It's a legitimate thing to, to worry about. Agree or disagree. Uh, I'm going to take it from, uh, I'm going to take it from, um, so I've had a couple of young, actually I had a young guy, uh, Tuesday this week. Um, I'd give him a shout out on the show. I know he's a listener called me and said, Hey, you know, I just moved back to, you know, mo just moved back to Oxford and he was living in Chicago. Um, and he's kind of, he's got a, he's got a pretty good gig right now because he can, uh, he can hang out at grandparents or, or parents, young dude, um, you know, graduated, uh, really, really sharp guy. And he's like, Hey, help me, help me think through, you know, this conundrum of, do I buy a home or, you know, do I, do I just continue to rent for, you know, for a little while? He's like, kind of tell me what you think is going to happen. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. From, you know, from an interest rate standpoint, which was, I mean, dude, this guy is in his mid-20s. I was not asking questions like that when I was in my my mid-20s. And he actually has a pretty sizable chunk of cash with us. Uh, so he's been, uh, you know, he's this is a this is a this is an exceptional kid really really smart and he's trying to figure this thing out like weighing the cost of renting versus owning and he was like you know i know interest rates are really really high right now and he's like but i'm just you know if i rent i'm just throwing money you know out of the window and the thing that i said to him was you know with interest rates as high as they are at the moment prices are not going to accelerate much or they shouldn't accelerate much with, you know, with high interest rates. So essentially if you're buying in to a home right now, I'm not saying you're buying in at a bottom by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, it's a, it's kind of a buyer's market if you can find a home, which, you know, as you kind of said earlier, alluded to, there's a ton of, there's a lot of people that will never and I said this to Jennifer, we have a three, seven, five on our house. Um, I'm kind of in your in s- somewhat similar situation as you, Neil, with, you know, Bella is a junior this year. Um, Christopher's a sophomore in college right now. Uh, Gia, my youngest, you know, is a fourth grader. So I've got one that's going to be with me for a while, but I don't need all the space that I have. And my mother lives with us. Like, I don't, I don't need all the space that I have right now, but I couldn't find a home that fit us for a better deal than what I have, you know, in my current house. So it just makes sense for me to stay with my larger home than to try to trade in. And I'm going to pay it a, pay a premium from what I paid for my house, um, you know, for a, for a smaller home. I just, I just don't think that it, that it makes sense. Cause Jen was like, you know, maybe we should <clears throat> downsize. And I was like, Nope, we are staying put with, with a three, seven, five interest rate. I mean, <clears throat> I can't get that now. Uh, you know, it's what you said. 7.1 is the, yeah, yeah, basically is 7. the current 7. rate. 7.2 is basically where it is. So 7.2. Oh, 7.1 <clears throat> something. Yeah. So back to the dude, you know, I told him, I was like, look, you know, interest rates aren't going to stay here forever. I think they're here for, the rest of this year, they're probably here, um, you know, for, for next year as well. Um, you know, there have been, the fed is real confusing right now with where they're going to go with interest rates. You know, we, we were at a pause. Things looked like they were going to pause, you know, now there's a, there's a potential for them saying like, Hey, inflation's stickier than we thought which I'm kind of looking at the month over month numbers. And I think we discussed this on a show a couple shows ago. The month over month numbers are 
are declining. Um, so I don't, I'm kind of, other than maybe gas prices, I'm struggling with to see like, Hey, where is this 9% inflation being persistent and sticky? Um, but nonetheless, I think that we're, I think we're done with, uh, with rate hikes for the year. Although I have seen some forecasts of, you know, potentially two more hikes this year, which is just almost mind boggling to me. Cause if we get two more hikes, I mean, that's going to push the short-term treasuries up to 6%. And other than maybe in the eighties, I can't, I don't think that there's a time frame in any of our lives where we've seen, you know, interest rates at, uh, at this level. But I said, all that to say, you know, I told him, Hey, if you lock in now, you just kind of think that you're dating that rate. You're not married. You are not going to hold that 7.2% interest rate on your mortgage for the entire 30 years. What's probably going to happen in 25, we're going to get a cut, um, probably all at one time we get a cut, you know, interest rates drop, um, you know, we might get a few more cuts and then you're going to start the whole dance of, of refinancing and refinance at a lower rate. And so someone who is, you know, let's say you got relocated for a job or, you know, you got divorced or you got married, uh, you know, and you're having to do something with your house. If you're buying right now, you are not locking in that long-term rate. You are, you are dating that rate. Cause as soon as it comes down, you're dumping that one for a new one. Yeah, for sure. How long until they go down? Give me a, give me a, if, if you're. I think it's 2025. Okay. I think it's 2025 before they start dropping. And you think um, they, they drop? We to will like never. A, do they drop to like a 5% or they do, do we I get. Think we're, I think we're threes? at five. Okay. Ah, man, it would just, we would have to have a pretty the economy would have to get really jacked for me to see it go down to the threes, man. Cause let's be totally honest, man. When we, when you and I locked in our mortgages at, you know, at three and some change or three and a three and three quarters in my call in my, in my, uh, case, dude, I knew that that was not, that's not realistic. Like that's not, so I, yeah. I took advantage of it. And you use words like these are historic lows. That's how you, that's how you justified it. Yeah. And you do it like you jump on it because you know that that's not going to last forever. It's not normal. Right. Um, you know, I think, a a 5% mortgage is normal and reasonable. Like my, my very first mortgage that we got was, I was six, I think it was six, eight, seven, five was my, was my rate. And that was in 2004. So it's, you know, we just become house. so accustomed to a low rate. Our first house was 99 and I don't remember what the interest rate was six. Probably was, you probably had better credit than I did. I don't remember. I don't remember. It might've been a little over six, but I was, we were kids. We didn't think about interest rates. We were just buying a house. Yeah. I mean, I didn't either. The only reason that I knew what the deal was with interest rates was because, um, we didn't have, uh, I didn't have, I, I didn't have bad credit. I didn't have any credit, which was worse than having bad credit when I bought my first house. Cause dude, you know, you got to think my first home, 
here I'm telling on myself, you know, Christopher, I bought in 2004 when Christopher was, was born. Dude, I was 21 years old. I was a junior at Millsaps. Uh, I was waiting tables and bartending at night, going to class during the day, and I had a kid. Like, I was paying seven fifty a month in rent for my ex-wife and I, Shelly, for a one-bedroom apartment, and I was able to buy a two-bedroom condo, two bedrooms, one-and-a-half bath, and my monthly payment was $425. So I, I mean, I didn't really care about my interest rate either. All I cared about was that rent was seven fifty, and now my mortgage payment was was four twenty five. So that was a winner. <laughs> and it was funny. My condo was, you know, about one and a half times the size of my of my apartment. But I just remember because I didn't have credit. They were like, "Well, you know, we're gonna have to. You're gonna have to pay a higher rate because you don't have credit." And I was like, "Well, isn't that good? Like, I don't have bad credit." And they were like, "Yeah, but." we have no history to base on whether you're going to pay or not pay. And I was like, okay, well, I don't understand how this game works, but, um, but yeah, but it was six, eight, seven, five. Okay. And then we bought a house in 2006 top of the market where I paid top dollar and couldn't, couldn't unload the house until, uh, it was probably 2016 when I could unload the house without being upside down on the oh. mortgage. All right. So that sucked. Last 10, 15 minutes or so. Okay. I asked you this. I'm starting to ask people this because I'm curious what they think. Um, former President Trump indicted yet again. It's become like old news. I think this was going to be the final indictment in Georgia for uh, charges yep. of, of essentially election interference. <clears throat> pretty pretty strong charges um it's become obvious that 2024 which is around the corner i mean here we are we're two weeks from the start of the college football season in two weeks people will be congregating in oxford and startville for uh football games and then away we go right the nfl season starts a week later and before you know it man we're just full bore into Week after week, the fall rolling around, you will look up and it will be Thanksgiving before you know it. I mean, you just, we know how this works. So 2024 is going to be barring something happening to some of these people. It's going to be about the trials of Donald Trump, plural. I, yep. I do think there are going to be multiple the, the the if everything goes according to schedule there will be multiple trials uh, i don't know whether he he and his attorneys can um execute trump or no, i should i should punts to to push things further down the road i'm sure there are some continuances and things that they'll file for and all of that but we have that and we have now the justice department special counsel investigating hunter biden the possibility of 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 his entire situation being under the microscope as much as the media allows it to be, his, his father's relationship with his business dealings that that could be out there. I'm curious. We, you and I, do this show all the time, and we talk about things like stocks and bonds, and we talk about things like uh, mortgage rates, and we talk about things like retirement and all of these things that should be issues that we should be talking about as a country, in my opinion. Yep. 
Um, the fact that instead it appears that we are going to be talking about the legal travails of Donald Trump and Joe Biden instead of all of those things. How does that make you feel? We always like to talk about feelings. So I'm like, okay, let's talk. I, I, I'm tired of talking about feelings. I'm like, okay, in this case, I'll do it. I'll play along. How does that make you feel? Well, dude, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to be able to escape talking about Biden and Trump because um, I think it is going to be. I'm I'm more convinced every day that we are we are going to have a a Biden and Trump round round I guess round two um, for you know for for this election cycle. Uh, it is not what I want, but I think that that's probably what's coming. And yeah, I think it's going to be, we're going to hear, and I'm, I'm already almost, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like not desensitized. Uh, that's, that's, that's not what I'm trying to, to say, but like almost numb from all of the Biden Trump stuff, where it's just, I just don't care anymore about, I mean, dude, you have Biden, if he wins, I just, man, I just think there's a really high chance that he does not make it through a, a second term. He just looks really, really bad, uh, physically health wise. Just, I mean, and he, he didn't look great from the beginning, but it looks, it has progressively gotten worse. I'm curious if they're going to leave, you know, do they leave Kamala on? Would it, it would be unprecedented if, if he swapped VPs for this, uh, I don't this think he can cycle, do, wouldn't it? I, I don't think he can do that. Um, I, okay. I, I, just, I I think identity politics in our country are such that he can't do that. If you told me that there's that the ticket's not Biden Harris, I will tell you that my opinion. You could be wrong. Yeah, you, I could be wrong. If you told me that the ticket is not Biden Harris, I would tell you that it's somebody else at the top of the ticket. Yeah. Okay. Which, I mean, which remains a possibility, I suppose. But I mean, I've said this many times. So I, I know it's a broken record. I give a ton of credit to the Democrats here. This is this is masterful politics. I mean, you have you have this this candidate Biden who is now having his Katrina in Hawaii and he's bungled it. Yeah. You have a a country that is so um no one trusts anything. And so when people are like, "Hey, you know, those fires in Hawaii, man, they, they, they might have been intentionally set. There might have been a purpose to those things. People go, I ah, could be. I mean, two years ago, you just said, oh, that's insane. That's conspiratorial. Now you're like, yeah, man, well, the conspiracy theorists are kind of on a roll. So it could be you have that. <laughs> they sort are of, on a roll, aren't they? Yeah, you have that sort of mistrust. And you have this 82-year-old man, by the time he runs, he'll be 82, who yep. has been a horrific president, I think, by any standard. We all would agree with that. I mean, there's just no, there's nothing that yeah, he's It's done. not trash talking, yeah. There's nothing that he's done. I mean, that that we've had now, so we've had four bad years of presidents. Trump's last year was awful. And and uh, and and now Biden's essentially first three years have been abysmal. And you, you, uh, the word that I have that comes to mind a little bit is sort of, I try not to be this way because I I don't want to project this to my children, but it's kind of hopeless. Like you see all these things that are going on in our, in our country, in our, in our world. 
And this is who we're going to run. We're going to run a guy that's now been indicted four times who is just despised by 60% of the country against an incompetent president, in my opinion, who all of the circumstantial evidence shows points toward his having been a very, at a minimum, a very corrupt vice president. And so that's what we're left with. I find that to be kind of hopeless. And so when all these things happen, and I watch people celebrate the Trump um, indictments, it's fine, whatever, celebrate what you want. I don't, I don't view it that way. And, I, and I'd, I'll be honest, if, if it's Trump versus Biden this time, I mean, I, I think a lot of people might be like me and might be like, ah, I don't know, I might go vote, I might not. So, yeah, I, neither, neither candidate's firing me up. The the Trump hard right. Yeah, I'm fatigued on both of them, man. Yeah, the, that was the word I was looking for. Was fatigued. I'm fatigued the, on both of them. Yeah, that's the great word. It's a great word. The, the 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 hard right Trump. This is revenge. It's like you know what? No, it's not. I mean, he, here's the truth about Trump, Martin. I'll say this is gonna piss off a, a, a lot of people probably because there's a lot of people in our audience that are Trump people, and I know that. If Trump could have. Trump couldn't Trump had every right every single right to question the election. But to this date, he hasn't been able to prove that the election was stolen from him. That there was widespread corruption. Had Donald Trump as hard as it would have been conceded and shown grace and class leaving the White House. On January the 20th, had he not done all the things that he did in the in, in the interim, J6 wouldn't have happened, no matter what you think of January 6th. It wouldn't have happened. These indictments, with the exception of the one about Stormy Daniels, that nobody cares. Nobody cares. With the exception of that one, none of these indictments would have occurred. That one probably wouldn't have occurred either. Most people view that one as pretty frivolous. Yeah. He would be, today... The odds on favorite to get reelected because people would have said, you know what? You didn't handle the pandemic particularly well, but I did enjoy my groceries being cheaper. I did enjoy gas prices being at buck 50 at the pump. I did love opening my 401k statement every month and looking at the green. Um, yep. Yeah. Come on back. You know, I wish you'd tweet less, but sure this, this, but instead that's what people remember. And that's fair. That's fair. He, he, he didn't, you would never teach your children to behave the way Trump behaved in the aftermath of losing the election. And I, I mean, right. I, I use another example. Richard Nixon in 1960 was convinced that the election had been stolen from him. Specifically, he believed that Illinois had been fixed by Richard Daley and the Democrats. Yep. I don't know that he could prove it, but he believed it. And he thought about pursuing that, but he elected not to. He thought, you know what? This wouldn't be good for the country. And he conceded to John F. Kennedy. Yep. And I think it tore a hole in his soul. But eight years later, he was elected president of the United States. So fast, not shifting gears, fast forward 
real quick because I know we're bumping up on your okay. hard stop. If if you could put anyone at the top of the ticket for the Republicans to be a good to be a good run, who would it be? I don't know. Does and I'm gonna let you choose the left. I'm gonna let you choose the Democrats the same way. Well, I, I am suspicious. That's not the right word. Suspicious inquires that I'm, it implies that I, I think something's weird. I am interested in how visible Gavin Newsom has been. Um, it tells me that there is a, at least a a small move afoot in the Democratic Party. Maybe it's just an insurance policy because like you, I mean, I look at Joe Biden and I'm like, that. Eh. Hey, I mean, I wish no ill will on the president, by the way. I I, I wish no right. ill will physically on anyone. It's not good for our country. Yeah, I'm, I, it's not good for our country for the president to perish. No. Nope. So I, I certainly don't wish that upon him at all. And we don't want Kamala. And I don't want her. No. Um, I, 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 yeah. I, I'd rather have Joe. But but I, I, I look at him and I'm like, oh, I'm with you. You know, I mean, I if I were advising the Democratic Party, I'd be like, hey, we probably do need to have a plan in place where if he doesn't make it one morning just doesn't make it to the next day we need to have a plan in place and maybe that's what Newsom is and and maybe Newsom is them just watching this because I think they know they being the Democrats as long as the nominee is Trump they're going to win yeah. but we're, we haven't made it to Iowa yet and who knows I mean maybe yeah. maybe maybe Trump Maybe Trump's in jail by the time the election rolls around next year. I mean, it's it's literally possible. Possible, yeah. It's possible. That Donald Trump could run from jail. It's possible. Um, so, do you think? Uh, so you're you think, asking me who who I would put? See, DeSantis has run such a bad campaign. He doesn't have yep, a lot of support. He, I, no, I think the guy he's kind of I, shot, shot him shot himself in the foot. The guy that I find interesting is uh, I'm not even sure I know how to say his name. Vivek Ramaswamy. R- Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy. Kind of yep. interesting, very bright. I yeah. mean, the uh, M- business, a businessman. Just M&M, uh, you know, a, a lot of the, a lot of the politics. I mean, a lot of the pol- Oh my gosh, words. A lot of the positives from the Trump campaign. I mean, the Trump presidency were, you know, uh, I mean, man, he had he had good. The economy was good. His economic policies were, were re- were reasonably good. He ran it like a business. He just ran it like a tyrant. And Ramaswamy, I think, has got a lot of those that business acumen that uh trump had yeah i he, think he's just a he's a he's a dark horse he's a long he's, shot he's, he's a real dark horse um you know chris christie has some momentum right now but it's like nine percent uh what about our boy uh tim scott uh, i like him he, a lot he just hasn't been able to really get any traction get going. any traction yeah what you wonder Jeez. is you wonder <laughs> in, a, in an environment where donald trump wasn't in it if Donald Trump, and it's not going to happen, if Donald Trump announced tomorrow, hey, you know what? I've got to I'm focus out. on all this legal stuff. I'm yeah. out. Um, I wonder how many of the charges would disappear like that. Oh, well, they probably would wait till after the primaries. Yeah, well, if, I don't know. If you're Democrats, though, you, yeah, you probably want to keep him in there uh, with his popularity. I don't know. I guess if they let him go, then we won't be talking about Trump. I think they know that every time they put another indictment on him his base that 30 something percent of the populace they just rally even tighter around him i mean they just worship him i mean they, they it's, it's why people are like look yeah. at the rallies i'm like yeah i get it there's a lot of people at those rallies but not most of america is not politicized enough to go to a rally no you're right so you know you've got to get 
you've got to get that independent voter, that middle voter that that is voting with his or her pocketbook. That I think they're alienated from Trump right now. I do too. I do too. And I, I think, but shoot, man, I think they're alienated from Biden as well. So I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's be interesting. It is 2024, man, is <laughs> we always talk about it in the sports world because we're going to have a, such a, a dramatic change in college football, right? Which is, you know, the world that I live in mostly with, yep. you know, USC and, 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 and UCLA and now Oregon and Washington going to the, the Big Ten. Texas and Oklahoma go into the SEC. We're going from a four-team playoff to a 12-team playoff. Um, you know, it's going to be a totally different look to, uh, to to the sport and 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 the way that we cover the sport. And people are like, man, it's going to be wild. And I always think to myself, and it's going to be going up against the backdrop of a presidential election that might just be the craziest one we've ever seen. There might yes. be so much crazy in 2024 that, it's one of the reasons I'm kind of like this last this this last quarter or third of 2023. I'm just trying to make myself just sort of enjoy it. You know, it's going to be kind of calm. We're going to have a normal college football season, if you will. And, uh, you know, there's not going to be an election in November to speak of. I know there'll be some state and stuff, but no national yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, man, we better enjoy this calm before what might just be insanity. And I, yeah. Well, Our country having... doesn't handle insanity well. No, we really don't. And and neither do financial markets, man. I mean, yeah. financial markets want certainty. They want calm. They want predictability. Um, you know, so. It's so funny uh, you bring that people up. People vote was, how they vote, but. Yeah, it was something. It's so funny you bring that up, Martin, because that was something I was going to ask you about here in the next few weeks, which is, you know, how do you, how do you, as a financial guy how do you sort of brace for knowing that that uncertainty that could come in 2024 could be pretty vo pretty volatile yeah i mean and i think dude if if we can both remember that which i'm add so i probably won't if we can remember that for the next show we can we could probably talk the entire show about elections markets um surprises um you know uh in markets from elections uh so we could we could do a whole show. All right. Well, we'll plan on that. Next, we'll plan on that next week. We'll talk about bracing for volatility. Yeah. Because um, I think it's coming. You know, I, I do. I think I, I, maybe it won't. Maybe maybe twenty twenty four will be a completely different thing than what we think. But if it's Trump versus Biden, and it's all about Trump and whether or not Trump's been convicted, and is he going to jail, and is 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 Biden has the Hunter Biden stuff gotten to a place where it has put a lot of mud on his father um, all of those things are certainly possible so that could create a lot of uh, a lot of volatility so we'll talk about that next week on mind on my money presented by pinnacle cool. don't forget you can get in touch with martin and the people at uh, pinnacle at mypinwealth.com it's m-y-p-i-n-n wealth.com martin anything else before we go no man I, I know we're busting out of the seams on time for you so uh i'll save it for next week man Okay. Well, then we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back next week. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Uh, stay safe out there, and we will talk to you again next Thursday on Mind of My Money. Till then, take care.